comic book pit. Okay. So, um, in, in, in doing this, the uh, grand design project, was there? Did you come across anything that just made zero sense, or you you just like, I don't know how I'm going to fit this in to what yeah. I'm trying to do? Was there was there something that was just like so out there that you're like, I, I don't know what to do with this? Yeah, there there was a, there was a lot, uh, certainly in in this issue. Um, they were they were trying to find their footing with the series, and the writing chores went through several hands and i've been i've been in the game long enough to kind of know when when people are kind of being dicks uh <laughs> when you when you when you read something or when you're checking so when you're watching a, a program or something and, and, and the way that you can accomplish is really easy in, in in comics if you're a writer and you know your last issue is forthcoming <laughs> and you create a situation <laughs> For the next guy oh, that they yeah. can't oh, solve, yeah, I'm quite sure that happens <laughs> in in these X Men comics because wow. there is the introduction of uh, the Eric the Red character uh, on on like the last splash page oh. of like the last uh, I probably probably like one of the last Storanko ones. I remember reading that. So so you, it's Eric the Red, and it's this promise of this like really crazy weird weird villain. Then you get to the next issue, and it's and it's a. Uh, Scott Summers Cyclops in disguise and we didn't see him go off and put on the suit there's no visor on his eyes preventing laser beams from, sh- from shooting from his eyes oh, it's nonsense it's garbage <laughs> so I I finagled my way around around that yeah there are many examples of that like I'm you know there's a there's a lot of comics writers who I'm not big fans of and and um you know, some of them were were writing those that era's X Men comics, yeah. uh, and it was it was difficult. Man, the the other thing uh, that 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 would be an instance of like a writer probably being a little jerky or something because because it's like you you, you set this thing up and then you don't give any you don't give the next crew any mm-hmm. any idea of like where you wanted this thing to go, but then there is a kind of um, because you're not. These are not your characters. Uh, you are playing with someone else's toys, and sometimes an editorial decision could come down from from on top. And and you had so, an idea in mind, and um, an editor comes in and is like, "We're going to bring Jean, Jean Grey back from the dead because <laughs> because we want to bring the old X Men back together and have a, a series called X Factor." Right. And so we're going to bring this Jean Grey character back. And her love interest, Scott Summers, is married to another girl who looks like Jean Grey, but it's not her. It's a girl named Madeline Pryor, yeah. and he's married to her. And, and he, he has a kid with her, 
but now you're going to reintroduce this character that's supposed to be dead, and he's going to then diss his his wife and child <laughs> for his kind of reincarnated yeah. love interest, and this character is also supposed to be a hero. Like, if that's not the most, like, inheroic thing ever, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't quite know what it is. So, so, like, that was, like, one of the major uh, problems I had to traverse on Second Genesis, like, the, the, the new thing that I'm working right. on. And it took, it took some thought. Here's the thing. I have the benefit of hindsight and foresight. Right. Yeah, so, that's true. So yeah. I've, I've read the entire run many, many times. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I read the best stuff way more than I read the Werner Roth stuff. Um, so I had it in mind from the start and I just thought about it. Like there's, there's a big part of like just making stuff, whatever it is, which you pick your, 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 your medium, um, where you almost have to trust and have a little faith in yourself that you're going to kind of figure it out. You gotta, you gotta do page one. Mm -hmm. You gotta sculpt, you gotta start chipping away at marble. You gotta start writing your novel, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you hope that you just have enough smarts to kind of uh, figure some stuff out along the way. And um, I think one probably one of the most liberating things that one should keep in mind is that um, probably nothing that you see or read or watch um, is a first draft. I could, I could almost uh, guarantee you that there's been a lot of toil and editing that mm. went into whatever it is that you like. So with that in mind, is that not like an incredibly liberating thing to to understand? Yeah. You could go back and fix things. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, Jim Woodring and um, Dan Clowes in several interviews. They would talk about um, the, the the last five percent. They would call it, and and it's the idea of like, okay, you 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 made a thing, you put it together. The last five percent is what se- separates the champs from the chumps. And it's you go back with a fine-tooth comb and you try to do 5% more to the existing material that, than what anybody else normally would. Because it, especially comics, is very labor-intensive. It takes a long time to put these things together. Yep. Probably the last thing you want to think about uh, when you're done is like now going back and like redoing some of it. <laughs> so you put it down. You live your life a little bit. You kiss your girlfriend, you hang out with your wife, you know what I mean? Go to Kennywood, do something, <laughs> right? <laughs> then come back with fresh eyes, redraw that corny panel of Captain America, because you know you could draw him better. You know, right. that, that's, that's me speaking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know you could draw that Captain America way better than you did in this thing. Anything that sticks in your craw, you only have really like, you know, a little bit of time before before you send it off. When it's in print, are you going to be happy seeing something yeah. that like you're looking at this page and it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. You're going to be happy sending that off and living with it. I don't work that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't even know why we went down this track. Like, like what, what, what were we uh-huh. talking about? Oh my god, <laughs> man, I don't even remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that tends right. to happen that, in conversation. That's okay. A very meandering kind of guy. That's okay. I think I think you were saying like when they throw you a curveball from editorial, and then I think that might be where it started. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, you know, that's a, that's a thing. Um, take, taking all this X Men material, and you know, I, I I just talked a little little shit 
you know, just now. But the truth is that um, I do have the privilege to, to kind of take some time and, and work on this thing and really put thought into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when these comics were, were first put together, like, those creators did not have that time. Uh, right. They had to churn these. There was They were on a hamster wheel. Yeah, this was their job. This that, was like their their food money and that's it, man. Rent, like, rent money and New York rent. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. New York rent is different than Pittsburgh rent. Even back then, you like you know oh, how yeah. you know how everybody is like like old time New Yorkers and stuff. They're like, oh, it was so cheap in the 70s. Blah blah blah. Even if it was cheap in the 70s there, it was still way more expensive than it was here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, everything's yeah. relative. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, they need to make those. Need to make uh, next month's rent, so, yeah. so it's like, all right, man, like let's not be too precious with this. Let's just keep, like yeah. keep it going. That's a, that's the other thing that's remarkable about the John Byrne Terry Austin run of X Men is that um, if you grab like the essentials that Marvel put out, mm-hmm. where it's like they reprinted things in black and white and in these very cheap books, yeah. um, the entire second volume, uh, Essential X Men number two, it's completely. Uh, John Byrne and Terry Austin, like on the art chores, mm. meaning they never skipped the month. Wow. You know what I'm saying? At, at, at that rigorous level of drawing and craft. Yeah. That, that's that's unheard of these days. Yeah. It's, it's, it's frankly probably impossible, um, mm. just given economic realities that, that these cartoonists have to endure. Um, depending on the kind of cart... I can't even call them cartoonists pencilers and whatever, man, because a cartoonist makes comics, like... Mm. They are they are different. Like I am in a different business, even though the end result might be the same thing as mm. uh you know pick pick your monthly other monthly comic. I am in a different business than the creators of those things, man. And I actually see how how a guy can like fall into those traps of like the rank and file like mm-hmm. monthly comic thing because you know I'm handling uh, coloring chores uh, for 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 my trade. So it's like I'm going back and I'm recoloring giant size X Men for the second, uh, you know, the second Genesis trade. Yeah. And I could color five pages in a day, and you know, you finish that, and then you get this check really fast, and it's you know, it's good money. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, um, last week I finished writing the last book, and then you get a check for that, and it takes you know, it takes twenty days. It, it takes me twenty because I could write write two pages a day because I do roughs. And then you get a check for that. And, and um, the bottleneck for making comics is the art, you know, doing the art. Um, so, like, these big paychecks will, 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 will slow down. I will get a paycheck, but, like, it's going to come later because this art just takes me a long time to put together. Mm-hmm. So it's like I see how Brubaker <laughs> doesn't want to make low-life comics anymore, even though I love those things. Yeah. You know, and he's just going to write five monthly comics or whatever. I see how you could do that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm a comic book maker. That's what that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I'm in a different business than those guys. Like, yeah. I'm just visiting mm-hmm. the, the mainstream for a hot minute. Yeah. You know, like, this is my statement. This is what I have to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have many thoughts. I haven't continued reading superhero comics uh, beyond, like, those X-Men comics from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, uh, something you were saying earlier about having the you know certain advantages, um, where y- you know you're doing a book that's mainstream, but it's also a very personal project mm-hmm. for you. So, it, you know, it, it's not like you have to churn out pages to make rent. This is something. This is a passion project. So, uh, 
you know, it's yeah. Like, and I don't know if the, the 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 phrase has been coined yet, or if people have said, "Oh, you should you should give the grand design treatment to whatever." I'm sure you've heard that. Yeah, constantly. Like, like oh, is yeah. it like? Is, is is there any yeah. is there anything like it, given given yeah. like a perfect world like if if time and money if there was no constraints or whatever is there is there another project you would do this or is it is it just too too personal and too time intensive? Uh, there, no, there's nothing pressing. You know, I have so many of my own ideas. Mm-hmm. The beauty of being the one person making the comic is that. I will make any comic that I feel like making whenever I feel like making it, mm-hmm. whether I'm paid or otherwise, for fun or profit. So if I have a Batman idea and I present it to DC and they say no, I'm going to make them feel real dumb <laughs> because I'm just going to make it Yeah. and I'm going to make zero dollars off of it. I'm going to put it online as a piece of fan fiction. Because it will be just a piece. Just because I have skills, right? Yeah, doesn't mean it's still not fan fiction. Yeah, and I will have the best Batman comic out at that exact moment, and they will not get to make any money off of it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And I yeah. won't get like so. It's like I, I am a Pittsburgh boy through and through. You know, second, third generation. Yeah, which means I'm a stubborn mother effer. <laughs> so, the beauty of the system is that you know the hip hop comics. Take good care of me. This project is taking good care of me. I will just make whatever I want, you know. Yeah. So there's nothing yeah. pressing. Um, it would be cool to do a Batman comic at some point. Um, I do have an idea, mm-hmm. um, but certain things are going to have to happen on their end. Sure. You know, I have to be romanced a little bit mm-hmm. um, because if not, like I'll just go ahead and do my own ideas. Yeah, make all the money. You know, sell sell the foreign rights and get 100% of that. You know, sell the film rights, get 100% of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, like the, the, the corporate thing makes sense for people who um, really like drawing, don't necessarily have like a, a, a story in mind. You know, it's more like graphomania type thing. And uh, th- they could go to this company and be paired up. And then have mm-hmm. a job like drawing, mm-hmm. right. and then like these writers who who can't draw a stick figure or whatever, um, you know, an image comic like you have to build your creative team, and maybe they don't have the tools, like they don't have the connects to uh, to meet people to to um, be attractive to an artist, so like you go there and then they pair you up and then you make a comic. So it's like I, you know, it's it's cool to do this, but it, it, and you're right, it is a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if, if I would have made this comic anyhow, if if they would have like said yes or no, yeah. because because it was like stuck in my brain so much that I, it would keep me up at night. Uh, so thankfully, Marvel's on board and they're down, and and we're I think having a very mutually beneficial relation business relationship, where I'm getting something from out of the deal and they're getting something out of the deal. So it's mutually cool because you know you always hear about uh, people getting salty with mm-hmm. with like one of the companies you know yeah. Marvel DC whatever. My contract is thick and I read it so I know what's in there and it's just like okay I guess like these other guys like 
they didn't read it or they thought that um they thought that because because they skipped you know their, their son's birthday party or something like that while, while they're drawing that that um just because they were good soldiers like you know dc or marvel will like do something extra <laughs> and you know once no. again being a pittsburgh boy man both of my parents worked at that steel yeah, mill it's work yeah both mm-hmm. of my folks worked at that steel mill and you know my pops he's 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 hurt he's he's old and he's you know can't get around so easy and that steel mill didn't didn't do him any favors you know right. what i mean so yeah. like why would i i just you know we're built in to we have that built-in knowledge you know right. to just to know know the score man mm-hmm. do your work you, you owe them good work you know, you, you you owe them, you owe them the job, but you know they're not gonna, they're not gonna they're not take ca- take care of you right. in your old age or right, you know whatever. Right. You know, I'll, I'll I'll build a good audience. Like like the way comics work, it's 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 pretty interesting. Uh, some of my favorite creators are like like Dan, I'll put Dan Clowes up there as like one of one of my my top guys. And in a lot of conversations that you could find online, a lot of his interviews, he will be very forthcoming and say that there are few Dan Klaus fans. Like, there are the people who read Ghost World, mm-hmm. and that number uh, far outshadows, like, the readers of, like, every single other book by a large multitude. And, you know, there are people who like this book. There are people, But, like, they're, relatively speaking, are few people who are into the whole body of work, relatively speaking, because I, I live in a bubble that everybody is like, Dan Klaus is the man. Um, and so I have this big audience in, like, the hip-hop world. Uh, my, my books are in record stores. My books are in proper bookshops, like prose bookshops. Yeah. Um, they're in comic shops here and there. Uh, you know, they do fine in comic shops, but they do gangbusters in the real world mm-hmm. um, because... There just isn't like it's my my hip hop comic is like the hip hop comic, you know. Like I have yeah. a monopoly kind of in in that thing. So if people are into this thing and they want to try a comic, they could try that. There's a lot of crossover potential mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and that's kind of always been my mindset. Um, but I want to the X Men thing is kind of like me extending a hand to the 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 Wednesday Warrior type character who would who who goes to the comic shop you know, every week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I, w- I will probably, you know, it's foolish to speak in absolutes, but I would probably not be a rank and file, like a like monthly comic guy, probably ever. Um, so this is like my way to be able to like introduce myself. Hi there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, that, that is what, you know, that is, that is a net benefit of the X-Men comics. Not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I literally couldn't sleep at night. Like, just I got a taste. Like, I got to know Axel just a little bit, the the former editor yeah. in chief. And you know, he brought me on board to draw a couple of these hip hop uh, inspired uh, co- oh, covers. covers that they did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. which would have never happened if it wasn't for the success of Hip Hop Family Tree. We all know this. So yeah. it's like they had to get the dude who makes the hip hop comic to draw one of them. Yeah. And I drew a couple, but um, you know, I drew an X Men one. Uh, an X-Men hip-hop cover. And when they approach me, I'm like, okay, X-Men is the cool, like, you know, it's my favorite Marvel comic growing up, so I'll draw Colossus doing this, and I'll draw 
Gambit doing that, and they're like, oh no 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 no, like we had like these are the X Men that you will be drawing, <laughs> uh. and I might as well have been drawing you know bouncing boy of the Legion of Superheroes <laughs> or, or like you know what I mean I had no connection to any yeah. of these characters like, I was these drawing guys? pretty much you know and I yeah. wasn't into the costumes that they had or anything like that and and yeah. you know I did it it was sort of the least fun I I ever had uh, in my career um, just because it's like I'm I'm totally not used to just doing things that I don't feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a cool thing to like get that chance. But then when it was like, uh, we have a very circumscribed, like rigid set of things we want it to be. Um, like that just took the fun out of it. Mm. But there was enough of a spark there where it's like, you know, Axel, man, if you guys let me just make an X-Men comic the way I want to, like, it'll be fresh. You know, it'll be a fresh comic. And I sort of just tweeted one day, it's like, man, Marvel should just let me make whatever kind of X-Men comic I feel like making. And posted, like, a little panel with it that um, it was a panel of Wolverine jumping down about to attack a Sentinel. And I drew that for just a different strip that has nothing to do with Marvel Comics. It was a strip about my relationship with comic shops and, uh. and, 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 and comics outside of the mainstream, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but that tweet went went viral for all intents and purposes. You know, three four hundred people shared it around. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then they were like, "Okay, well, what do you want to do?" <laughs> and then that's what I told them because I, I did not want to be a part of whatever they have going on now because I just I just don't want to read it. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. like my comics needs uh, are just way different yeah. because like the, the comics that I read are are um, the result of an individual's kind of they're creating a world themselves. It's not, it's not, um, it's not a job that they're taking on and it's not a part of a creative team. It's not a lot of hands in the soup or whatever. It's like, let, I want to see how one person builds a universe mm-hmm. right. and that, and that's what I get out of comics now. So I didn't want to reread the new stuff cause I just, it, my eyes would just glaze. Right. Yeah. Um, but I had such a love of, you know, the, the first 275, 280 issues of, of X-Men but I acknowledge that it's not infallible. I'm not a fanboy of that stripe where it's just like I will accept everything. I'm not going to accept everything that's being told in these stories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, there is a better way, especially like like knowing what's going to happen, where the characters come from, where they've been. You know, if, if, uh, if the Cyclops character has always had a brother, like maybe we acknowledge that before we're 40 issues into yeah. a series. Mm-hmm. You see, like, just that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, and and that's, you know, that's X-Men Grand Design in a nutshell. And it's it seems to be working out. Like, people, people are, uh, it was sort of, I mean, I don't know if people were really talking about it much, but almost everybody that comes up to me at a show was just like, this is the comic that kind of needed to happen because... Mm-hmm. I like the old stuff, but I I couldn't necessarily point to my girlfriend who's asking, um, well, what you like X Men so much? Like, what, like what what should I read? Yeah, yeah. Because you could give them Days of Future Past, but then there's all this built in baggage. Yeah, that right. that is like right. you have to you have to have read yeah. forty issues to get. Well, that's the thing with a book like X Men. There's so much. It's it's nearly impenetrable. It, there's so much continuity and, and, and so much backstory that. I feel the same way. Like when I when I first read it, or read Grand Design, that is, um, it it just made sense, you know. And I, I, you know, talking about you know the current X Men, I haven't been able to read 
X-Men, and I, I, every so often I'll pick up an issue hoping that maybe, oh, this will be, you know, the one that kind of, you know, sparks my interest to get me back, because I really miss reading the X-Men. Um, I miss them being like the, uh, they always used to be referred to as like the the outlaw mutant team. And, you know, I, I miss the days when even like the other superheroes were kind of like suspicious of them and didn't trust them. And like, that was a real thing, mm-hmm. you know, where other superheroes didn't really like the X-Men that much. But now, like, it's it's so homogenized. We're like, oh, everyone's an Avenger. Everyone's best buddies. And we're all, you know, we're all superheroes. Yeah. You know, it's like there really is no, it's like there's no, there's no distinction anymore between like the X-Men and the rest of the Marvel Universe. And it's just kind of disappointing because they always have, to me, they always, you know, part of the, uh, appeal was that they had that like fringe status, you know, and then it's like they don't have that anymore. I think yeah. I think that mm-hmm. that was the thing that made kids really respond to this to the series because it was a, a kind of underdog, mm-hmm. a kind of outsider thing that that we could all kind of uh, identify with. Mm-hmm. There's a panel that's going to be in uh, in Second Genesis. I think I forget which issue. I think I think the first issue, but it would be. It would be um, around the issue where where Beast is kind of reintroduced into like in those early John Byrne issues, and the panel is he's responding to to some 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 uh, request, and he's still an Avenger at that point, so he's like typing away and he's like uh, saying something like, "I'll be sure to get the Avengers on it right away," and then in the background <laughs> you see like the silhouettes of the the X Men. Um, in the little war room or whatever, wherever he is, and mm-hmm. and I think I, I have Wolverine saying, you know, why use the navy when you could use a band of pirates <laughs> uh, to, to kind of you know co-opt a, a very famous uh, Steve Jobsism, mm-hmm. um, but that's that's sort of how I see it. Like like I I can't imagine you know if I would if I would go back in time to like when I was a little dude picking up X Men, um, I couldn't imagine any cool cool person even saying anything about Avengers. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like like Avengers was like so square. Yeah. Um that you would be supremely uncool. It's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like uh you know it's a difference between like Batman and Superman, you know what I mean? Like like Batman is like you know he's got all these like dark possibilities that are way mm-hmm. cool and like you know the big blue boy scout, man, right. like you know. That's that says a lot about, you know. Yeah. what you're about or whatever. Right. Definitely. I think the image that always hooked me was the the Mewdy poster. Like, so yeah. you're flipping through any 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 uh, Marvel book and you see Mewdy across that uh, little oh. kid's face. Really well and, drawn. Yeah. Incredibly, like I wonder if those and kids were um, like real. Like, yeah, like, 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 like the, their kids, like yeah, the editors' yeah. children, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. because they're they're, they're totally. Yeah. Like not photorealistic, but you could tell that they are drawn from like actual yeah. human yeah. beings. Right. They use that duo shade uh, stuff that that I that I mm-hmm. adore. And then that one little boy just had muty. Yeah, like the cutest little like yeah. Alfred yeah. E. Newman little boy yeah. with uh, freckles it, it and just, stuff. I think ears and blonde hair. Yeah, muty yeah. written across his yeah, face. Whatever so, else, I, it was so ugly. Like not yeah. the picture, but like the the. Like, it was like it. a snarl, yeah, yeah, Adam. You know, like yeah, just wrote this on your face. Yeah, it was just like this. Um, yeah. yeah. What was that for? The, was that for Fall of the Mutants or uh, uh, or a Mutant Massacre? Well, I think they were. It was. 
part of the I don't know if it was like an actual event, but they were yeah, talking about like yeah. the it was remember the, like the Mutant Registration Act was like something that went throughout the series. It was like it was right. It, it, it was it was hinting at it was hinting at one of those things like yeah. like one mm-hmm. of those crossover like you know what I mean it was just like a soft yeah it's a soft like way to lean into one of those and it's definitely way before Extinction Agenda I remember the yeah. like, like the tagline sure. was something like it's 1987 do you know what your children are or something like, yeah like something really <laughs> scary and I was like yeah. oh my god this is awful. yeah so yeah as a you know yeah as a teenager or whatever and you're thinking like it, it hits you because you're like well you know what if this mutant power thing's real you know because you know like you're a kid you know you're a nerdy kid at well, that well that was and it's like thing. what if this is real the you whole, know so. like the, the 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 idea that the, the mutation hits you when you hit puberty was yeah. per- was a was perfect because right. we're all reading this stuff as we're hitting puberty and it was like i mean talk about like relating to a book or relating right. to characters and you know when you're when your uh reader base are you know awkward and you know socially inept or you know picked on or nerds or whatever and then like they're reading books that they're you know the main characters are like yeah everyone hates me too (laughs) it's like i feel you yeah so that's and i'm sure you get that too um but they it was always that they were more of a family than they were of a, a team well, that's the thing. Yeah, like, like, like so, Claremont, yeah. Claremont really. I mean, that series totally benefited from having you know one writer write mm-hmm. the, write the damn thing for so long. It wouldn't be what it was w- with without mm-hmm. his his work month in month out. Yeah. Um, but you could tell that that um, you know the fights and stuff were were kind of like an editorial mandate or something like that. Like you know, like it's a superhero comic, therefore. There must be fights here and oh, there, yeah. mm-hmm. but you could tell that he cared about the characters and just and getting to to know him and talk to him a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, he refers to the characters by by their names. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh like, yeah, it's like, not their code names. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, or or just you know, well, when I did this with the with the kitty character, it's not that. Yeah. It's like you know, well, 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 Kitty is watching this happen. And, and, and like, you know, he talked about oh, them as, yeah. they're, as they're just like, right. And like he was people. observing they're, they're real to him. Like, real yeah. people, like family or friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you feel that with, with his presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's also a, uh, where, where my thing is kind of divorced from that because we have Claremont, we have the Claremont comics. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I understand it's very fashionable for people to, um, to talk about like uh, you know, well the movie version like is oh, so yeah. much different than the book <laughs> or the comic yeah. and and I was just like laughing to say well you know you the directors aren't going to your house and burning down your comic uh, collection like right. you have you have it yeah. yeah you know what I mean and it would be a foolish move to try to you know punch upwards and uh, and and try to try to best yeah those guys so like my my thing is totally different you know what I mean it's like I'm using. Using their their work as like incredibly elaborate research and development notes or something like yeah. that to try to make kind of my ultimate statement on what I like about X Men. It's like you're trying to map their history in a way because yeah, and just and just make a wild kind of adventure comic yeah. that like a kid could you know get into each thing. That, like I'm a, I'm a I, I really despise 
that um, kind of decompressed storytelling that that has dominated comics for the past like twenty years, yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, personally, I have a lot of respect for my readers, and the fact that you will separate your 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 money from yourself to like pick up an issue of my thing is an incredible honor. And the best that I can do to 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 honor this exchange is to try to give you like a really dense experience for for your money's worth. Uh, include a lot of stuff like just try to make it um just to tr- try to make it so that you don't feel like you're being thought, ripped off or honestly, something honestly yeah when you sit down to read this it when you read your book it's there's like no less than 6 panels i think which is amazing like it's unheard of nowadays like there's just so mm-hmm. so many books are like 5 panels it seems like and this is uh, yeah this is like dense um yeah, so many events happen on one page, and and I, I like to think that you know I did I did the best I could with with every single issue to make each issue its kind of own unique experience. Um, so you could sample it, like you could check out an issue, and you could you could get a full a full kind of um, experience rather than just like getting just. Just the tip. <laughs> I can't right. believe that popped into my mind. Right? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, yeah. man. Like, like a lot of these things. So, so it's like, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing to do. Like, the exact opposite of everything else that's on the damn rack, you yeah. know. And everybody is making these comics where it's like written for the trade and, and six issues yeah. to, to to build a, a trade paperback. So it's like. You know, not only is it like a six-year thing to build the trade, but like now, now it's like you know, it's that's forty-five bucks or, or whatever it is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and um, you know, that's just if if you're gonna make an issue of a comic, then as Shakespeare said, the play is the thing, man. Like the issue is the thing. Like like why make this just a little little taste? You know, that's yeah. that's uh, that's drug dealer mentality or something <laughs> like that. Like trying to get you to invest in bigger weight yeah. or something like. You know, the industry of comics is real silly to me, man. It's yeah. fun. It's fun to uh, pop in or whatever, but just like the act of like making the thing, yeah, is uh, sort of what I'm in it for. It's like this is like a byproduct. Like it's cool that it's out there, and it's cool that people get to see it, and and it's it's fun to see how it resonates with people. And it's definitely, it's, you know, when you, you guys have experience going to comic conventions, being yeah. being behind the table, meeting the people who. Who consume what it is that you do? Um, it's fun to see, like how it changes depending on like the product. It's like from from a certain distance, I could just almost tell. It's like okay, this is like a this is a new this is a new reader, man. This is somebody who definitely found my thing through X Men. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just easy for me to tell, especially okay. especially um, like being like making the hip hop comic. F- for like this audience, I mean, I made it for myself, but like, I had this like wider audience be outside of comics, where, you know, like a fanographics reader, if there is such a thing, like you know, a hipster type or whatever, and so like that would be my audience for a long time, and then, you know, with the X Men thing, it's like okay, cool, man, I'm, this is definitely somebody who 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 learned. Uh, about my comics, like by going to the shop on Wednesday, you know, yeah. like we just got back from from Heroes Con mm-hmm. nice. a couple weeks back, North Carolina, Charlotte, um, and it's it's my it's my favorite convention uh, to go to. 
um, almost almost never almost never miss a year. Uh, it's been yeah. a, a, a close to ten years at this point, and wow. I drive down there with uh, with uh, Jim Rugg. Yeah, takes us about eight hours to to get down there. Um, the conversations that I have along the way, like going down and coming back, it never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, our voices are shot by the time we're down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go to North Carolina. We we do our thing. And then it's a, we reconvene and we head back in another eight hours of like debriefing session. Yeah. And I frankly um, use that convention as like my annual kind of barometer for like where my career is at as a cartoonist. But I also always, without fail, like come up with like my own personal strategy for how I'm going to attack the next year. Mm-hmm based on my trip going down there that's it's hard to explain but it's like it's a a mixture of the conversations that i have down there and just reader response and seeing how people feel because it's a wide smattering like charlotte it's like you know people coming in from atlanta Mm -hmm. people coming in from a little bit further north like it's a it's a it's the center of a lot of um social strata should I say? And so you get a, like a real like wide range of readers that show up there, and it's it's incredibly educational. So we just got back from that that trip, and um, you know all signs point towards positivity. <laughs> like like it's like this was the move. Yeah. This is what I should do. And you know sort of what you said about like are there extra other uh, grand designs on the horizon and all that. It's like I, I hear two things very, very frequently um, from the hip-hop people. Like I hear, when is Volume 5 coming out? Um, the answer for that is is uh, I'm not sure. Um, there probably will be a Volume 5, but I, I'm just not thinking about it right now. Yeah. And then the other question is, like, will you be doing a Fantastic Four grand design next? Will you be yeah. doing a Spider-Man grand design? <laughs> yeah. These kinds of things. And it's, it's really... Um, it's really awesome because what they're saying is what they're communicating is I like this comic so much that I want more. Yeah. Um, but the artist, the creator, our job is to give you what you need. Like, like, uh, like there, there were these chasms, these voids that are out there and we have the opportunity to, to, to fill those vacuums a little bit, like, like to fill those voids and to present you with like, new things new ideas so uh if we were in conversation right now like you know what what comes next and it's like i just don't know (laughs) but uh, i know that probably neither of those things will be like the next project that i take care of like basically right now i just finished the script for the last the last x-men book uh so that's going to take about a year to draw and I stay hyper focused on the task at hand. Right. So, so it's just like now I'm in this phase of just a couple pages a week, man. Yeah. Like drawing a couple pages a week, yeah. and and uh, just focusing on that uh, without without putting thought into anything else. Maybe, maybe like when I put pencil to paper on the last page of the of the last issue, um, and I'm like in the copy edit phase, then I can start to play around with other ideas and and, and, and sort, sort of see where my head is at because you know these things take uh these things take a year to make and uh it's a big investment of one's time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's not like 
we could go on forever. We are we are bound by, you know, the human condition. <laughs> so we have a very we have finite amount of books right in us. Yeah. And I'm trying to make the right choices. Like I'm trying to make right. the calls that seem, you know, to make the most sense. And times keep changing. You know, like uh, when I started doing WYSIWYG way back in the day, um, when that came out in a professional way. It was a graphic novel, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's an eight-chapter graphic novel, and each chapter is 32 pages because I originally saw it as an eight-issue miniseries of 32 yeah. pages apiece. Yeah, I remember that. But the pamphlet uh, independent comic kind of just disappeared. Like, it was barely there to begin with. Like, like when I was putting it together, we had Optic Nerve. We had um, – what did we have? We had uh, Or Else by Kevin Heizenga. We had – the first issue or two of crickets by Sammy Harkin, but like that was, you know, Pete bag quit doing hate and Dan Klaus quit doing eight ball <laughs> and Roberta Gregory quit doing naughty bits. And one by one, these, these comics were just disappearing for, you know, re- being replaced by quote unquote graphic novels. Um, so it's like, I had to change my, my format like midstream or whatever. And who knows where comics is going from there. So, it's kind of hard to think too deep in the future. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing too is you're you're making your statement now. People are inspired by that, you know, by that way of thinking, like that you're portraying now. And then they're like, "Well, do Fantastic Four that way?" And it's like, "Yeah, but I'm already telling you what I have, what I think." You know, and I'm I'm basically illustrating my thought process already. Why would I just play the same track again? Yeah. You know, so it's like. Or if you see maybe maybe then you or you say well, I see what you're getting at, but I'm going to spin it a different way so that so that it's not quite what you read in this one. You know, it's one of them things, and because I I get what you're saying too, because you because you have to entertain yourself as well because you're doing this, you know, this you're in your world, and you know, and you have that you know your house is built around that, and you have to have yeah you have to enjoy it for yourself. Well, that's so, for that's for sure. Right. That's so as long as, as long as you don't feel like, oh, I'm just you know I'm just knocking out another version of what I did. <laughs> yeah. You know then. I would know. I would read a uh, Spider-Man Grand Design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would read. Oh, for I sure. I mean, stuff, yeah. You know, but but it's like, am I the guy to make it? I don't have the relationship with that with that series. Yeah. Like I do with with this one. So yeah, it, right. it would it would be. I, w- I wouldn't say that I wouldn't do it. Um, once again. That's where the romance has to come in. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I, c- I can think of a person or two who who has a deep relationship with that source material who would make it a really rich experience. Um, so there's that. Like like I'm. It's really important for me to try to make the most authentic comics as I can. You know, like my 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 kid brother is in the wrestling game professional wrestling game he's often a a referee and sometimes wrestles uh so so we we speak carny to one another (laughs) you know and uh it would be a big personal defeat to be a jabroni uh you know a jobber yeah uh to 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 do jobs to to like say well yes sir i'll certainly draw that for you you know you're paying you're paying good I'll, i'll draw yeah, Squirrel Girl or whatever, you know, yeah, like, yeah. uh, uh, 
it could something catastrophic catastrophic could happen in my life where, where that's a requirement but it's not a requirement oh, right yeah. now right mm-hmm. you know like like uh, there's no lingering health issue or you know what i'm saying i still have health insurance it hasn't been hasn't been taken away from me yet um <laughs> not I mean as long as you can you know still keep doing what you're doing without uh having really to answer to anyone i mean that's kind of you know it's kind of the dream mm-hmm. yeah i you agree know? for sure well that's probably uh probably a good point to uh start wrapping up it's i don't know if you guys we're we're nearing two hours really <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah. god yeah, which is fine. It's cool. I mean, that's that's exactly what. Uh, ah, you have to Jim. No, I don't, I don't know what his runtime was. I don't yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you exceeded Jim. Okay, well, <laughs> as long as we did that, we could we could, uh, <laughs> yeah. we could, we could drop the, we could uh, proverbially drop the yeah. mics. So Jim has been toppled. We're going to um, maybe we'll maybe we'll grand design uh, Jim and Ed's conversations to oh, see boy. where they overlap, like with the. Oh yeah. You know, At one point, well, we we should we should. Uh, have a powwow with uh with both of us in yeah. in the mix man like oh, yeah. uh, you oh, know what geez. i mean like, yeah we'll, we'll make <laughs> yeah. it happen have, yeah. a, have that, that'll be a deep rabbit hole oh boy <laughs> that would be fun that'd be that'd be a, yeah we'll, we'll definitely make that happen we'll um so uh at when is the uh just so for everyone who knows uh so they know when the when is uh second genesis being released it's going to come out uh wednesday july 25th if the if that's a wednesday if the, if that's the date on that the like Wednesday, one. that's in the so, 20th. That yeah, sounds like I Wednesday. Think that, I think that is a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that see. it's yes. 20. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah. Wednesday, July 25th. Yep, that's it, when it comes out, and I'll be uh, for for the local Pittsburgh cats. I'll be at uh, Phantom of the Attic doing awesome. a signing. Nice. Okay. I just saw um, before we started. I saw that that they put together the uh, the Facebook invite. So I'll I'll yeah. reshare cool. that as soon as we're off the yeah. I just off said, the gimmick. Yeah, okay. I'm going to try and make it to that because I definitely want to pick up a. And issue, pick up the next issue. The, so. the signing um, for the first issue was incredible. Um, we we blew through like over 200 issues in like 40 minutes. Wow, that's awesome. It, it, like they they said that it was um, it was their, their second biggest money day. Af- like the first big money day is free comic book day, of course. But like mm-hmm. directly after that, like that signing, and it was it was snow on the ground, December 20th. Right before oh my Christmas, goodness. yeah, that's right. We brought we brought a lot of people out of the wow. house, man. Wow! Uh, just a couple of days before Christmas, but where I thought it was going to be a hindrance, uh, it was actually a benefit because people were getting like super last minute Christmas presents for people oh, that's and, right. and all that. So the last uh, the last signing was incredible. Um, the book had to go into reprints immediately, yeah, because that was the way it went. You know, stores yeah. bec- by virtue of having. Um, my audience, like, kind of outside of comic shops, by and large, um, comic shop owners, they don't know me. They don't know what what <laughs> what, what, what I you know what I wield. Yeah. And uh, they a lot of stores just under ordered, you know. So when it's like you order a certain amount, we print a certain amount. Yeah. A, a little bit over, and that stuff disappeared quick. Wow. So get them while they're hot, man. So, call call your uh, local shop. Tell them to hold hold a copy for you and. Uh, if I if I'm in your town, I'll be happy to uh, put my signature down on it. Cool, cool. And um, do you have a like um, anywhere else people can find you like online? I'm not sure what uh, how. Eh, no need to plug in. It's just yeah. you know my name is Ed Piscor. Uh, they can find you. I, I receive emails from people in Australia, <laughs> so if you want to find me, you're going to find me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. True. All 
All right. Well, hey, Ed, thanks again for uh, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. It's been a been a long time coming. Yeah. yeah. Th- thanks for having me yeah. here, man. Like this, this is, is awesome. a pretty uh, remarkable setup you guys have. I'm glad you're taking advantage of it. And, like, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, like, big thanks to uh, Mike Sorg and Sorgatron Media for for hosting us. Uh, couple times a month we really appreciate it we, yeah. we wouldn't you know we wouldn't have any of this without them so right you know big big props to them so uh okay well i guess we're gonna close this one out so this has been uh comic book pit i'm dan <laughs> and i'm scott and uh we will see you next time <laughs>